Sam took a deep breath, trying to drown the voice of the knot in his stomach, urging him to flee, to get outside this creepy place, back into the sun. The cellar at Aunt Eleanor's consumed his thoughts, but he was determined not to show fear in front of Sarah. He straightened his back and stared down the challenge. Vaughn, he said abruptly, taking charge. You have your van here, right? Uh, yeah, man. Your equipment? Vaughn didn't see what he was getting at. You wanna hear some tunes? No, your lights. You still have those battery-powered LED things? Vaughn got it. Oh, yeah, dude, sure. They should be all charged up and everything. Get them. Vaughn took a long, slow look at the pit, then left to get the equipment. He returned with two battery-operated American DJ spotlights on small metal tripods and flipped them both on. I have a flashlight here, too, offered Janet, retrieving a small but bright keychain light from her purse. It, too, boasted the hideous Realty logo. All right, said Sam, taking one of the spotlights from Vaughn. Are we all going down? Sarah stepped closer and rested her hand on his shoulder in affirmation. Al said, Well, shit, I'm not going to miss this. Janet nodded, somberly but fascinated. Then let's go. Sam led the way, wielding the closed metal tripod light like a club in one hand and holding Sarah's hand with the other, as they stepped down together into the basement room. Vaughn followed close behind, then Janet and Al until all five had traversed sixteen full steps, landing on a wood floor of similar style to the room before. This doesn't make any sense, Janet complained. These ceilings must be twelve feet high. For a basement? Sam and Vaughn panned their spotlights around the room. It wasn't a large space, but it was oddly empty. No shelves, no furniture, no boxes. It was completely bare. The walls had the same wood paneling of the upstairs rooms, with one noticeable exception, an arched, boarded-up doorway directly in front of their path. As it seemed clear to Sam, and everyone else, that the designed purpose of the staircase must be to direct people through that doorway, the boards would have to be removed. Al, began Sam, do you still have- Way ahead of you, Sammy. Al had the crowbar out and began to remove the first long plank blocking the entrance to- Well whatever the entrance was to. But after a few boards, it became apparent that there wasn't a hidden door or hallway behind the barricade, but a large, iron cage. The bars of the cage were vertical and tightly packed, and at first seemed to be uniform, but as Al continued to work, ornamentation was revealed near the top of the bars of the same E pattern of the parquet in the previous room. Uh, Sam? Vaughn said, uneasy. We just pried open a hidden section of the floor, revealed this creepy-ass room, and Al here is pulling off boards covering up a big fucking cage. I know this is your digs and all, but don't you think it's possible that maybe the previous owners knew something you don't? And maybe we should keep those boards right where they are? Sam didn't reply, but saw Janet stepping closer, her eyes wide. Guys, it's not a cage, said Janet in disbelief as Al finished one of the last large barrier boards. Look inside! Look at the buttons! They all peered in. Sarah gasped. It's an elevator. The group was silent for a long moment. Even Al had taken a break from removing the final large board at the bottom of their new discovery. They stared at the row of circular brass buttons on the far wall of the cage, 
which was indeed, quite clearly now, a rather ornate turn-of-the-century elevator car. The numbers were elegantly carved into the brass and legible even from their current distance. But what really struck Sam and the others into a prolonged state of silence, more than even the sheer impossibility of finding an elevator in the basement of a basementless building, was the fact that there were not merely one nor two numbered buttons, but twelve. <laughs>